0: Nice and intimate again.
1: Mm. How are you feeling? That's the setup. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty trashed, actually.
0: Pretty trashed.
1: Should just move into the mic. You know, As we've clearly established, this is going to be pretty loose, and you're sure. going to be talking about the most extreme subject we've ever discussed. But yeah. lay it on me.
0: Let's not. Let's uh. Let's avoid all our usual subjects. So what are we? <laughs> What do we usually talk about? Um, we talk about politics. We talk about culture. We talk about uh, the Common Sense Brigade.
1: Common Sense Brigade.
0: That that's catching on. But like I said to you just before the, the podcast, I think I'm part of the Common Sense Brigade right now. <laughs> I think what just, does that mean? Just after the podcast, all yeah. the, uh, the social justice online activism really peaked again. And we just need common sense. <laughs> <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we really <are. laughs> Yeah, you still got some alcohol in you.
1: No, but dude, I mean, like, it's just the phrase never gets old. It's always fucking hilarious when someone says, "I tell you what's needed right now, common sense." Have you ever noticed that common sense isn't that common? But we really do. I <laughs> know, like, dude, I'm not saying whether it's right or pragmatism. wrong. It's just
0: a hilarious phrase. I'll call it the 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 pragmatism brigade. Then
1: no, 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 no. no. We're keeping it as is. And look, rest assured, Neil. I am part of the Common Sense Brigade as well. I've got my secret badge here. Mm-hmm. I think we, we should come up with some kind of a badge for it. <laughs> what is a common sense? What, what is PSV. like an emblem of common sense? Um. Ah, here we go. Now we've opened the can of worms. But I'm not closing it. It would be... Oh, Holden. It should just be a Holden badge. Dude, the Common oh, well, Sense I'll Brigade, huh?
0: I'll take, I'll I'll wear that badge.
1: Yeah, with pride. Mm. The, the, the whole thing is like anyone who's part of the Common Sense Brigade, always, you can always include these people in it. If they have a picture of them, sorry, not even them. It's just their Facebook display is a picture of a car that's not that good doing burnouts.
0: And the cover photo is a semi-trailer for some reason. Yeah,
1: yeah, why? Yeah. There is a, there's a lot of mysteries about these. They are a secret organization that you're a part of.
0: Yep, but I am definitely a part of that. When it, when it comes to the issues of race and culture and gender, I'm part of the Common Sense Brigade.
1: <laughs>
0: I like all those. I like Candace Owens. I like <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Charlie Kirk. Who else is there? J.K. Rowling now. She's part of the Imagine Im- Imagine that. Two years ago Yeah, Candace Owens And J.K. Rowling They'll they'll be part of the yeah. same group <laughs> she's, um She's coming out With some very uh, Turf views on Twitter
1: Damn, the ever-expanding army What, what did she say again?
0: Oh, she just said uh, First of all There was a tweet thread About how uh, Biological women Are different to trans women And the experiences Are, are different So it's I, Look, I'm paraphrasing here But she essentially Made a separation there Which is blasphemous Uh. For for the non common sense brigade. Right. Whatever right. you want to the call SJWs. it. SJWs. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then she's just doubled down on it. And look, credit to her. <laughs> she's actually not capitulating oh, really? to, to the mob, yeah.
1: I wouldn't have expected that actually.
0: No, same. And she hasn't um she hasn't apologized. And there's probably a lot of pressure coming for although she's so big, you know, her publishing house could never really cancel her or anything like that. They there's just no way.
1: I mean, yeah, what would happen? They'd say, You can't write any more books. Does anyone read her books anymore anyway? Is it That's that big of a point. loss?
0: Yeah, they're gonna are they gonna cancel Harry Potter? N-
1: n- no. Yeah, I don't think you can But I do I do actually recall that uh, Daniel Ratcliffe crawled out of obscurity to say J.K. Rowling doesn't represent me. You or little shit. He's you the little ingrate. Yeah, Dude, the you're the not reason- that good of an actor. You, the only reason you have any semblance of a career is because of J.K. Rowling
0: You would be nothing without her
1: I know Wow Well, he's nothing now But the point is he was something And it was all <laughs> J.K. Rowling
0: Wow Nah, that's pathetic
1: <laughs> I know Where's the common
0: sense? you got to agree with whatever <laughs> If someone has like, <laughs> created your career you got to agree
1: with them no matter what No, dude Like, I'm sorry But that is just an iron law of economics And even further than that, I will go further than this. Dude, it's it's like chimps understand this, right? Mm. If you pick fleas off someone else's back, you have to pick fleas off theirs. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to throw shit in their face.
0: Karma's going to get you, Daniel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if it hasn't already. I'd imagine there would be pressure on him to say something, though. Of course there would be. But at they, the same time, why? Why would I don't understand? I've, like, why all these Hollywood types capitulate to this? What's the What's the What's the machination know. behind it?
0: I have no idea. I think, well, people who are obsessed with fame and and most of those people are in Hollywood <laughs> and are probably trying to fill a void inside them. They just want to. They just want to be popular. That's what it comes down to, doesn't it?
1: Right. So you just think that is the the culture is there, and it's kind of just the same thing as like the witch hunts or something like that, where it's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I saw a witch. I definitely saw a witch too. It's just that's what's happening in Hollywood now. It's like every whoa, something. it's got way louder. Yeah,
0: something happened there.
1: Hmm. Anyway,
0: let's just pause the the podcast for a second just to make sure there's no issues
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you reckon that there's a cultural thing there? I don't know. Like, Look, all I, 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 look it's always very difficult to, un, to disseminate these things, but I really don't understand why the cucks have such a clinch <laughs> hold on Hollywood. <laughs> a cuck hold. Why?
0: I think the, the, the psychological profile of someone who aspires to be a famous Hollywood actor is someone who's desperately seeking uh, to fill a void inside of them of probably not being loved as a kid or being bullied. And so they're just... They're they're extremely afraid of uh, social ostracization. But... And they're not... They're, they're just vapid people.
1: Yeah, but like the... I truly think that the general tide is with the common sense brigade. You will have little peaks like with BLM or whatever. Everything's just abbreviated now. Hmm. No one's got time anymore. But the thing is, like, you know, these are... These things, they, they weighed in and out of popularity, but in general, the majority of the population is always on the side of CSBs. So if you are vacuous, why wouldn't you play to that crowd?
0: That's a good question. Um, I think the the cucks, if you, will, <laughs> if you will, are the most vocal and the most uh, puritanical on social media, so maybe people have a skewed idea of, uh, what the the population is thinking, mm. and I think they just want the the praise on social media. I, look, yeah. I, I I don't know, I don't know what it comes down to. But anyway, uh, Daniel Radcliffe did capitulate to the mob. Maybe cuck. he thinks that. Yeah, who'd <laughs> have <just> thought? Yeah, <laughs> yeah JK, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe is the cuck in J K Rowling. She is um she's been red pilled. <laughs>
1: What the hell? You know, Elon have Musk. thought it was Ron Weasley.
0: Oh, look, Elon Musk has come out. Oh, this will be a good transition into the topic which I wanted to talk about, which is space and space exploration. Uh, but Elon Musk actually uh, tweeted today. Why do I just spend too much time on this thing? He... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Twitter news coming out you yeah, today. Yeah, that's there true. Is. <laughs> what do you think about this? He said that um, Chomsky sucks. Why? <laughs> that's <laughs> it? He just said worry? that. So, yeah. Oh, it was a tweet thread He said something about There was this list of people (sighs) No, there was a list of traits That people uh, who can't think for themselves have And one of them was being a communist or something And then he said, side note, Chomsky sucks
1: Side note, Chomsky sucks
0: I think It was something like that I can't remember exactly what it was But also, Kanye West announced He's running for president in 2020 Did you hear about that?
1: But didn't he announce that like Seven years ago or some shit yeah, but um he <laughs> but made it
0: official for this for this election, and what
1: as an independent
0: as an independent, so the theory is that he's helping Trump by um taking uh, the black vote from Biden, which could actually happen
1: I think it's just look
0: I think he'd take more i think he would damage Biden more than Trump, although because he's so uh, vocally evangelical now he could actually take some of that evangelical base from trump too so and who knows this this american election is such an unknown who knows
1: jesus imagine if he won
0: kanye won (sighs) well look i mean everybody
1: was always like i mean god help us if trump won but seriously kanye i mean i've heard donald trump say coherent policy and I've heard him say it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. All I've ever heard, Kanye, that even comes close to policy is, I like the way Trump thinks. He thinks futuristically. That's that's that's, that's as far as it went. What, what does futuristic yeah. mean? Can you pad this out a that's little a further point. than this? No, but he's running for president.
0: It seems like he would run on a platform that's basically... Um, it's uh, It would be Trump's platform as a candidate, but just... Heavier on the religious side Really? That's my guess I don't know though I don't think he's got a platform
1: So weird that these are the religious bastions of our time Yeah Not the Pope Trump And Kanye West They're the ones really holding out the cross (laughs) great Dude, it's end times, man You can't have those guys being the soul of the West I'm sorry They're a little too fucking decadent for that Surely there has to be someone a little more pure than Kanye West in the world.
0: I think they're the symptom, not the cause.
1: Yeah, I know, but like, exactly. But even that scares me. Yes, they definitely... Mm. It, it would be It would be amazing if Kanye West was the fall of America. <laughs> Specifically him. I mean, Who he's knows? into art.
0: Who knows? Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of like how uh, Trump announced in, in 2012 and had a brief campaign, but then he properly ran in 2016. I think that's... Kanye's end goal. He's he's gearing up for a big 2024
1: run. Not just testing the waters.
0: Yeah, I think he's just testing the waters and then getting some media attention and getting people to just think about him as a uh, serious political contender so that come 2024, I think he'll run and he, he'll probably run as a Republican. I think I said this in a podcast last year.
1: That? That he will just be running as a Republican. That's right, my sorry, guess. A I don't
0: know. I don't, I don't, clearly with his uh, very evangelical stance he can't run as a democrat so he'd have to run as a republican and um i think he ties together the two main sectors of the republican base which is the right-wing populist national nationalist uh trump coalition and the ted cruz very religious coalition and because he sort of uh championed trump and he's the only celebrity that actually came out in support of him i'm sure that would hold him in good stead with trump supporters and he could almost um, bring those two bases together. I would love it if he's the nominee. I don't think I would like it if he's the president. But if he was the nominee, that would be great.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's this whole thing, right? It's just...
0: It takes away the whole identity politics attack. Because he is a... Well, he's he's a black man.
1: And no, they'll just... They'll, they'll angle it a different way. Mm, they'll just they'll move to to... more towards, like, he's a sexist. they will be that kind of stuff. Or they'll say... You can't have all of them.
0: Yeah. They'll say uh, he's got internalised racism... But it'll give people more of a choice then. Well, a choice on what the perceived, uh, you know, what the parties are supposed to stand for. I think we both know they don't actually stand for what they say they stand for. But no. at least there's then that choice for, uh, for, for minorities. You know, they can have more of a discussion about, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of voting for the Republicans without being accused of betraying their own race or something like that.
1: Oh man, I, I, I will like, because I, I, I've just completely blanked out of American politics, but it would be very interesting to see what happens to Kanye West's uh, political campaign. Mm.
0: If it was 2024 Kanye versus Andrew Yang, and then Andrew Yang won, that'll be. I think that'd be great.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen though, is it? He had his shot. I can, I can dream. <laughs> you can? Yeah. You're entitled to that? Yeah.
0: But anyway, we said we weren't going to talk about politics in this podcast, but we spent, spent a few minutes there. Oh, by the way, I got to give a shout out to uh, a band. Uh, I was in their music video and then the, uh, the, the drummer is an avid listener of our, of, of our podcast. Hey, that's and, very nice um, of him. Let me just shout out. They're, they're called Down for Tomorrow. Um, I'll be featuring in one of their music videos soon. So check them out. Um, let is me it just, emo? Uh, it's...
1: Uh, no, it's not really emo. It's an emo name. Down for tomorrow. What, did, what, what kind of music do they do then? Just Conventional rock. rock? I don't, uh-huh. know, I don't yeah. know about the differences good between rock. rock.
0: I don't know anything about music. Yeah, there maybe. you go. That's their, uh, that's their Instagram. It's just down for tomorrow. Check them out.
1: Well, that's a lovely picture that you have there, Mr. Drummer Man. Good on you for keeping the time of the band. It's very important. <laughs> and thankless as well, actually. Mm. Always tuck it in the back. Fuck. This guy's even more of a gun than me.
0: He's pretty jacked.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about jack. He's clearly more of a gun than me in that end. but he is downing very heavy spirits at what seems like the middle of the day.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's rock. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go.
1: Well, here's to you and I hope that I hear you on Triple M in a couple of years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to I want to talk about. Well, I wanted to the Talk about something different. But look, we've got 45 or so minutes left. Fuck. Um, Sorry. I'm talk about space. Mm-hmm. Talk about astronomy. The um, final frontier. Yeah, because uh, it's something I'm very interested in. Uh, it's a topic I wouldn't say I'm an expert in, but I definitely know a fair bit about it. And it just fascinates me. It is the next like large-scale um, adventure for humanity. Um, True. It's pretty fascinating. So... Do you know much or are you interested in um, space exploration?
1: I'm extremely much? interested in it, but I think that I'm too stupid to understand even the beginnings of it. I tried to understand the 10th dimension the other day. Couldn't wrap my head around, like, the 5th. So, I oh, mean, look, good oh, luck when it comes yeah. to, like, 5 after that.
0: Look, I'm with you there. I uh, <laughs> when, uh, okay, it, when it gets yeah. to quantum mechanics and string theory and things like that, I'm I'm out of my depth.
1: Well, what are you talking about I'm then? Just, just being like, about... did you know Jupiter's big? Is that... Uh, is that what look, we're talking about? <laughs> there's, there's... <laughs> there is a bit of a... a in between there. There's really like a scale a
0: there. like Maybe halfway between Jupiter's big to uh, the 10th dimension. Somewhere in the middle there. Somewhere like <sighs> around about where dark matter and dark energy comes into play. Damn. And after that, I'm out.
1: Tell me more, Neil.
0: Well, I think the first fact that I've always uh, been astounded by for the last few years, and every time I watch these videos, I'm still fascinated by it, is the scale of our solar system and just the scale of um, the universe. So when you usually see models of the solar system, right, you usually it's it's the sun that's maybe the size of a... It's it's clearly the largest. And then the Earth is maybe half the size of the sun. Mars is probably slightly smaller than the Earth. Jupiter is like getting to, to the sun size. It's nothing like that at all. I, I would recommend anyone listening to watch... Um, Scale of the solar system videos because they just blow your mind. So, one of them I remember uh, they illustrated it with um, the sun being a um, a soccer ball in the middle of an American football field, and then the Earth was a pea on the um, twenty or thirty yard line.
1: Mm, okay. <laughs> well, it's already really scary. But go on. So that's
0: that's that's how much empty space. Yeah, I could be getting that a, a bit wrong. It could have been a beach ball or something, and then. Um, but look, the point is, there's like a hell yeah, of a but, lot of empty space. Like
1: beach ball or soccer ball, put aside. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> mercury
0: feel. is a grain of salt. The moon is also. It's nothing. It's um.
1: What is that? What do you get smaller than a salt? Are they just saying like just imagine there's an atom there and that's the moon?
0: I no. It's also about a grain of. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's an. It's the
1: size of mercury, is it?
0: Oh, well, I don't know about that, but it's pre- look, Mercury's pretty small on the moon. The moon's one-sixth uh, the mass of the Earth, I assume. No, look, this is where I, I don't actually know. But let's just assume that the moon is a, also a grain of salt. Okay. Right. Um, maybe Mercury is a bit bigger than... Mercury is a pinhead or something like that, if I remember this video correctly. Mm. Then Mars is um, slightly smaller than, than the Earth. Um, then Jupiter is large, but it's still... It's nothing compared to the sun.
1: What is it? Is it a ball? Is it at least a tennis ball? Ping pong?
0: Yeah, it would probably be a tennis ball if um, the earth is a, a P. Again, like if oh, you it will if represent you're astrophysics, tell me if I'm wrong. But the point I'm trying to make is that we are very wrong in what most people interpret as the general scale and size of our solar system.
1: I blame year three for that.
0: Yeah, those models where they all spin around yep. the sun, it's, it's way off. Okay. Um... Jupiter, Jupiter has uh, a lot of moons, and those moons are like Earth size, I think. Or All of them, or maybe not Earth, size, but they're large. They're 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 pretty large.
1: <laughs> okay, Oh, you right? All right. Yeah,
0: and Saturn has a lot of. I think Saturn has moons as well. Europa is. Um, I think that's one of the mo- moons of it. I said <laughs> I just started this podcast saying I'm an expert, and here I am bumbling <laughs> through the whole thing, but. Europa is apparently the best uh, chance of finding life in our solar system. So, Europa has a um, subsurface ocean 50 kilometers below.
1: What's a subsurface ocean? So, it's
0: just water that's below the the surface.
1: But, isn't that all water? (laughs) No, I don't... I'm trying to really figure it out. Okay, what's surface? Is (laughs) surface...
0: Whether like uh, the solid, where it's no longer just the the atmosphere and the, the actual solid part of the planet.
1: So subsurface uh, water. Okay, so there's like a the, there's a layer of like ice or something yeah, over it.
0: Yeah, and it's fifty kilometers, if I remember correctly. Fifty
1: kilometers below that.
0: Yes. Then there's then there's an ocean.
1: I don't want to be life in there. And let's be honest. Look. It's pretty pathetic if that's the second best shot for life there is. <laughs> yeah, look, fair, fair. And <laughs> you reckon, like, what's living down there?
0: They don't know. they, um, Do probably they think it's micro- like squids and things? No, or probably no? just microbial. If there was, like, look, there's a very small chance that there actually is life. but oh, man, there it's is so a, bleak. It is a bit, it's a bit bleak, uh, but that's just our solar system. Um, then we start getting, a well, Uranus, uh, Neptune... So, these actually start getting a lot in in these model solar systems, right? They're all sort of equidistant apart. Neptune and Uranus are a a lot further apart. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even Jupiter, I'm pretty sure it starts. What's what's Neptune about? What's what's going on there? way further. There's a unit of measurement called astronomical units, and I think that's um, the distance between the Earth and the Sun, and that's one astronomical unit. Mm hmm. Uh, you know what? I let's just Google this really quickly. I okay. think um, Neptune gets to um, seven astronomical units, but I could be wrong.
1: And is Neptune is it fiery? Is there heaps 30. of volcanoes? Neptune in
0: it? is thirty astronomical units away from the sun, so the distance uh, we are from the sun Neptune's thirty times 30 over. Times out, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it was a, a few days ago all the planets were aligned in their orbit. Really. Yeah, and it happens. Very. I learned really? that
1: about in my horoscope. Yeah. And something they're usually obsessed with when that happens.
0: It's a, probably signifies something in the. I um, suppose as it's because I just don't
1: watch Today Extra as much as I used to. <laughs> but you know that they would have just been like, "And it's that time of year again." Nine Nine life. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, but what, what what's going on on Neptune? Do you know? What do you? Oh, is it like? Is it like? You know, like how some of them is just like. And uh, did you know that there's just like volcanoes that are filled with mercury? No,
0: I don't know the exact chemical composition of Neptune. Um, it's a, it's a lot larger than the Earth. Um, I think it's not a. So there are the gas giants like Jupiter and Saturn, and then there are the rocky planets which are uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, and I think Neptune and Uranus are like. What are they classified as? I don't know, but they're not a gas giant and they're not a rocky planet. <laughs> there's something in the middle there. Well, they're
1: just gas planets. I don't think they're... They g- probably are, aren't they? How do they? How does a gas planet make a perfect cylinder just like everything else? Well, it's I suppose a so actually a rocket... The Earth isn't, though, is it? It's a
0: sphere, it? first of all, not a cylinder.
1: <coughs> Good. I'm, well, I'm learning Glad things, aren't I? Glad you didn't pass yeah.
0: um, third year three geometry. <laughs> Gravity. It
1: was a long time ago.
0: Gravity. That's how it becomes a sphere.
1: Well... Okay, why is bloody Earth then an egg? Isn't it? No, it's a sphere. No. I, I mean, yeah, it is a sphere, but like, it's, isn't it kind of lopsided? Like, it's not a perfect circle, is it?
0: Ah, oh, that I don't know.
1: So, like, it's like, Jupiter and stuff like that... Actually, they probably are doing that, though, aren't they? Like, you know how there's just that 200 million year storm or whatever that's going on there... Damn, this is a very new town stoner conversation, but like, there's a storm that's been going on there for a long, long time. Oh, I think like, that's the eye of Jupiter. Ages. Is that what they're talking about? Is that it?
0: I think you know how on Jupiter there's that little brown spot. Yeah, I think that might be what they're talking about. Uh huh. I'm not sure, but yeah, there's Jupiter's. <sighs> they're
1: so extreme. I hate these. Like, it actually does really scare me that it's just like there is a planet thirty billion times the size of Earth, and in there is just basically hell. Like it's just a, yeah. a giant hill, yeah. just floating around in space, quite literally. And yeah. scientists are just go like, go and that's that the path. third most likely one to have life on it. <laughs> <laughs> Another
0: planet orbiting that one is the <laughs> the one most likely.
1: Is, uh, is that the? that uh, the? So that's the ice moon. Is uh, yes,
0: yes. Ah. The ice. So the ice moons of um, Jupiter are apparently, apparently the best case for life um, in uh, in our solar system, other than Earth. Although they say Mars could have once had. Uh, life, and they go- want to get to the poles of Mars because there's frozen, there's frozen ice there, I think, or something like that, and they might find um, fossil remains of uh, microbial life. They're it's really into shot. that idea. Oh, is it? It's a long shot. I d- yeah, I doubt it. But you never know. You never know.
1: They're really into that idea.
0: It would be something else if we found evidence of life uh, in our solar system. That would be huge because then it just immediately uh, points to the f- the very real possibility that there would be, well, life would be teeming within the galaxy. Because if, if, if two planets uh, in in our solar system had like although a lot of people uh, theorize that um, life actually may have started on Mars and then come to Earth through an asteroid. Colonized through an asteroid, yeah, I remember So So that. uh, that's trans, uh, transpermia, I think it's called is it maybe not transpermia that sounds that sounds so dude scientists like some cuck shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) transpermia
1: earth cucked by mars (laughs) (laughs) something 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 spermia intergalactic cuckoldry yeah wait it's always a galactic but you, you get my drift right it's it's on a it's on a very epic scale, that level of cuckdom.
0: Oh yeah. Planetary cuck- cuckoldry.
1: Yeah. Damn. That's do you know bad. anything about uh do you know anything about uh what Where are we again? The Milky Way.
0: Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that.
1: Well there's more there's more in the solar system.
0: Well yeah, there's a few few other things I want to talk about. Have you heard about Planet Nine? No. Okay, so after the <laughs> so Pluto used to be a planet, it was then declassified classified as a um Trans Neptunian object, I think that's what they're called TNOs. Just say planet. And because there's a lot of small Pluto-sized, well, planets or whatever you want to call them in that vicinity around it. It's oh, called... now this is, is that where why i might they had go to It's called the Kuiper Belt, which is there's a lot of objects just still in orbit around the Earth. And then there's the Oort Cloud, which is the furthest away from the Sun you get. Then they're all objects that are still in the um uh gravitational pull of the sun
1: wait slow down, slow down here what's in this cloud
0: i'll just a range of small asteroids and other planets oh very very, other small, planets? very very small ones really yeah maybe not in the Oort cloud but in the kuiper belt again i could be getting it wrong, but i'm pretty sure <laughs> there, there are a few um pluto-sized planets that they have found
1: just just floating around that we didn't know existed yeah yet.
0: but they just don't classify them as
1: planets anymore dude you know what this is actually This just tripping me out me because yeah. like like the solar system's massive right oh it's huge so s- there could actually be another massive planet just lurking yes. around
0: so what th- what happened three years ago was uh based on the orbit of various uh, trans-neptunian objects uh-huh. uh The ellipse that they were taking didn't make sense with with the gravitational pull of the sun. So the theory, and this theory actually fit the mathematical models, was that there's a massive planet, quite a big one, about the size of, I think, Neptune, might even be bigger, somewhere in the outer realm of the solar system. Really, so... Uh, Neptune was 30 astronomical units. This was something in the 200s, or I think. It, was, it, it, it took 20,000 years to complete a full... Um, and it, it goes in an elliptical orbit. And it took 20,000 years to fully complete that. Now, mm-hmm. they were quite confident that this Planet Nine existed. This was three years ago, and they estimated it will take us about two to three years to find it. They haven't found anything yet because the, the light from the sun is so dim by the time it gets there. Uh, it's very hard to see
1: things. Why do they need sunlight? Well, because
0: the telescope needs to actually see the the, the planet.
1: Oh, I was just assuming that it just had like a really powerful flashlight on the end. <laughs> so it's, it's using no. the sun. That makes a lot more sense. There's not
0: a lighthouse out there in space yet. <laughs> um, there might be some other ways, oh, but, but they the, just the... don't know where to look. Because when you get to... Think about a, a, a radius of... Um, uh, you know, 300 astronomical units. By the time you get there, the actual, you know, the surface area you're covering is gigantic. So mm. they just don't know where to look. They're looking in various parts. They, they, they have sort of areas that they think it might be, but now they're not sure if it actually exists. And there are some other um, theories coming out as to why those uh, objects had that particular um, strange uh, ellipse around the sun. But it would be a big thing if they find another, if they find another planet this sort of stuff, you know, really interests me.
1: Could be, could does be, it does it matter know. at all for us though? Like no, if Jupiter's so. alignment went astray, does that have any impact on the rest of the solar system?
0: Uh, I um, probably, but I don't know for sure. I don't know, I'd assume it would, but the main gravitational Shit. pull is this, this is where I'm out of my depth. I wouldn't know, but my guess would be that Jupiter is a very is quite a massive object, so um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> this now, is where it gets
1: in the realm of astrology.
0: Our closest star is uh, the Alpha Centauri system, and that's a boss name. It's a pretty cool name. Hey, it's be- advertised based on uh, them traveling to Alpha Cent. Now, uh, it's a, it's a. Um, I forget what they call, but it's there's two stars that are actually in orbit with each other. There's two stars about the size of our sun. I think they might be slightly bigger, slightly smaller. They're actually orbiting. They have a gravitational pull on themselves. Um, so there's Alpha Centauri A, Alpha Centauri B. And
1: and they're just caught in an f- eternal cosmic dance. Yeah, I think maybe That's very beautiful.
0: Maybe they'll eventually um, crash into each other. I don't know.
1: That's not so beautiful.
0: I'm not sure. Um, but there's a third star in this system. It's called Proxima Centauri. Um, and this is a red dwarf star. It's a lot smaller than our sun. Our sun's, a, I think it's a type K. I don't know. There's different types of stars.
1: Now, wait, 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 what's what's a type K?
0: I think it's a type K. It's our our sun. So it's a,
1: so it just goes like A B C D E F G H I J K. I don't K. know about that. I don't know about that. Uh-huh. I
0: think it's a type. K. I could be wrong.
1: Um, and is a is a is a giant is a giant dwarf red, red dwarf, dwarf red dwarf is a red dwarf bigger than Jupiter?
0: That um I don't know. Uh, probably probably yeah okay it'd so be it's more still massive. massive it'd be right. a lot more massive so like it would be uh heavier <laughs> like right. it would be more mass whether it's bigger <laughs> the actual surface area i don't know right um it's just thick it's a thick it's got a thick ass yeah. you know what i'm saying um <laughs> so when they did these uh, to scale solar system models right so our proxima centauri is um I think it's about four point two light years away. You can actually see it's near the Alpha Centauri stars. You can actually see them in the southern hemisphere, so they're near the two pointers. Or one, of, no, it's one of the two pointers. I think is the Alpha Centauri system. So there's the well, the things southern that the Boy Scouts, Scouts get. I think there's the Southern Cross, and then there's the two point or the two major like main stars near the Southern Cross. One of them is the Alpha Centauri system. Yes, sure. <clears throat> so you can see it with the naked eye. Take in, that green in Australia. Yeah, Fuck so yeah. it's our nearest star. Now, um, 4.2 light years away uh, about that. So they did a to scale model of that same football field with the sun being um, a soccer ball or whatever it was and basically pretty small in the, in the you know context of a football field, the earth being a, a pea. Um, <laughs> then you had to go to like a different state in America to get to the next star. Really? That's the scale we're talking about. I'm pretty sure it was something crazy. <laughs> like I had to actually go to a different state, and then it was another soccer ball. This is how small these things are. On in the in the scale the of grand the actual scheme universe. of things.
1: Um, now, Wait, so how long is a light year? Do you know?
0: Well, it's so it's um, the distance light travels in a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Do we know how many k's that is? Is that like three thousand k's, or it's a, it's a lot, more than, way more than that, way, way more than, more than that.
0: that. Um, so the fastest <sighs> object we've ever launched is uh, a, a probe that we sent out to to Pluto or something, and then it took um, I can't remember. It took like a few years maybe to get there, and they said if that kept going towards um, Proxima Centauri, it would take something like twenty thousand years or something crazy <sighs> like that. Like we're talking massive, co- like the cosmic distances here. Uh. And, you know, the laws of physics, you can't actually travel faster than the speed. You can't even travel at the speed of light. Well, only light can travel Didn't, at the speed of light.
1: Stephen Hawking have a theory that you can travel faster than the speed of light?
0: The only theories I I know of are wormholes where you can actually um, rip into the fabric of space and time and create <laughs> a... That's where a lot of the science fiction movies are based off. I don't know the science behind this, but um, you, can, you can somehow... Um, Traverse um, time and space. I don't know what it is. Look, someone in the comments explain wormholes.
1: But I think it's just the same plot that you hear in virtually every science fiction film, where they're just like, imagine the universe is this sheet of paper, and then they they (laughs) bend. That's
0: it. Every movie ever. It's so overdone. My God. But that's but it explains it right. And then the other theory is. that uh, there's ships that can actually uh you know change the the space time in front of them. and I think the 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 millennium the millennium Falcom in Star Wars is sort of loosely based on that concept again, I don't know again, this is I think this is all very theoretical we've definitely. We don't have the technology yet to travel. Yeah, we fast can't even travel to the to speed this. of no light. Way. So no way. No, no, Yeah. Now, uh, there's a there's a thing called Project Starshot, and that is um, a few billionaires are um, funding a project to try and get n- tiny little spacecraft with cameras on them to Proxima and Alpha Centauri in our lifetime. So they're trying to do it through um, solar. Well, the technology is basically solar wind sails, which is. Um, there's a laser pointed towards uh, Proxima Centauri and they launch these tiny little nanocraft. They're tiny. So, you know, the less mass, the, the fa- physics, some, some sort of concept of physics. The, less, the physics. less mass you have, the faster it can go. Yep. Articulated that very well. Yeah, well, um, I understood it. And they, they think they can get to about one quarter of the speed of light. So if we're talking 4.2 light years away, four times that, around about 16 to 20 years, if it's at one quarter the speed of light. Whoa. Yeah, so it's not going to slow down when it gets there. It's just going to keep going and um, take photos and then send them back to Earth. Now, the photos themselves will take another 4.2 years to get back to Earth. Okay, so this, so this is a 50-year project or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so then they, they if they they'd try... I think they were attempting to launch in the 2040s, so maybe by the 2070s... We would have not us not humans physically, but um, we would have, you know, human creations would have re- would have travelled interstellar, literally, which is insane. But the technology is actually there. Like they, this isn't the biggest um, hurdles are the all the objects in the outer solar system. So there's all these that's what I and thought. and they can't really. So that's why I think they're going to launch, you know, quite a few of these crafts. So chances are a lot of them. It is actually, it's Smacked. like, it's like interstellar sperm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's just launch all of these.
1: Most of them will probably die. Smacked around. Yeah. One of one them will hit to the that embryo. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So that's pretty cool. And then I'm sure everyone knows about what Elon Musk wants to do with Mars. So, um, we probably, well, if the, all things go well, we, we would have a human colony on Mars in our lifetime. Which I think is exciting.
1: Yeah, it's exciting, but I know it's not going to the, happen. I know there's the ethical... You don't think it's going to happen? No way. Why not? Because they've been talking about this shit since, like, the 50s. They've just been like, you know... They have. The moon will be uh, happened in the next 10 years, and then 10 years after that, you'll be playing football on Mars. You know, the, the, yeah, there's always the idea. It, okay,
0: it might not happen, but... The technology isn't that like we're not that far off. Um, again, How long does it take
1: to get there again? Two years if you go at a certain time. Uh,
0: I heard it's only. It's, I heard it's seven months.
1: Really? I don't know,
0: about two. Yeah.
1: So it's like long first fleet distances. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's why it's. It's a cool frontier. that it's like cyclical like that. It is kind of cool. Um, it will be look uh, if I can see a colony uh, of humans on Mars and see these probes get to. Um, Alpha Sen in my lifetime, that would be incredible events to live through. Um, the big issue with Mars is obviously, you know, it's not it's completely unlivable for humans, so they've got to live issue in domes and
1: things. But that's the other thing, right? Didn't they do experiments with that in Arizona where they put people in biodomes? And it just started yeah. falling on its ass and really quickly.
0: Yeah, and, and I think psychologically the people broke down as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the big thing. Um, so look. I don't know, look who knows? If we can get a person on Mars and then if they come back, whatever, it would just—it would be a huge achievement. In fact, it would probably be the biggest achievement of our species.
1: I don't see why anyone would be funding it, though. I suppose we're just getting into yeah. the age, though, where you just have b- billionaires that are worth more than Canada and they've just got yeah. nothing to do with their money, so they might be funding it.
0: Because they're competing against each other. So um, Branson and it's just Musk. It's just an ego. And, yeah, it just comes down to that. <laughs> Fuck. put another billion on on mars they'll get they'll find a way to get there <laughs> or if china started um you know uh launching probes to mars then america would be like okay we gotta do we gotta beat china
1: but the thing is i don't even think that that's the reason like the reason that uh the ussr and uh the us wanted to go to the moon mm. wasn't for like exploring the moon it was just so that they could say we can launch an intercontinental ballistic missile this far, so oh, don't okay. fuck with us. You know? Yeah, that was that was the entire point of the space program. Yeah. And so then, I don't see all... why they could be like, yeah, well, we can launch it to Mars. Mm,
0: yeah, true. Unless there's <laughs> some sort of incentive for governments to do it, they, there's
1: yeah. There's no incentive for governments. <laughs> no. that, like why? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. governments have to be kind of no like somewhat there. practical. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, there would be heaps. Wouldn't there be, like, ah. so much iron on Mars? I mean, it's red. I don't know about that. Yeah, I
0: don't know about the resources of uh, of Mars. You definitely can't... um, There's no... uh, Look, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there is resources. I know that um, asteroid mining is touted as, uh, you know, the next... Large scale emerging industry of the 2100s It
1: would solve a lot of problems And
0: apparently the first trillionaire Will probably be an asteroid miner Although it could probably be Jeff Bezos But um, That would be cool <laughs> Yeah that would be really sick Like that's actual sci-fi Now uh, Okay so that's all the things that could happen In our lifetime Oh yeah no the James Webb telescope So this is a telescope NASA was meant to launch in 2018 it's been delayed. Uh, now they're estimating next year. Probably won't happen. But uh, this is basically the the um, successor to the Hubble telescopes. It's a very powerful telescope that uh, can take great photos of um, far-reaching galaxies and and stars in the Milky Way. Now the, the the thing that James Webb can do, which is I think fascinating, is First of all, exoplanets, it already the Hubble, uh, it's either Hubble or there's, there's an actual surveyor telescope out there that's found thousands of exoplanets in stars near us. What's um, an exoplanet? Oh, uh, exoplanet is a planet not in our solar system. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so like uh, every star has an average of 17 planets. Mm-hmm. So in our galaxy, there's, well, there's trillions of planets, mm. which is insane. And there's, and there's like billions of galaxies in the like you don't even want to think about this stuff. No, um,
1: and we're not even close to the center of the action of the universe, right? No, it's we're on like one of the we're corner. like
0: right on the edge of one of the spiral arms. But they say that it's uh a, it would be a lot harder for life to life as we know it to develop closer to the center because all the stars are a lot closer to each other and way more hot. Yeah, hot, and there'd just be so many that you know the stars might be <laughs> crashing into each other and all sorts of um. Issues can occur. So have they
1: mapped out the universe.
0: I don't know about the. Well, they've got the. What do you mean, mapped it out? Like, Maybe not
1: mapped it out is the right word, but you know how we have like ideas of what Tyrannosaurus Rex looks like, and those weren't turned out to be wildly wrong. But the thing is, do, do is there like artists' conceptions of what the universe looks like?
0: Well, there's the uh, what is it the cosmic background radiation, which is um, the radiation from the from the Big Bang. Yeah, so it's the the light that has, um, you know, it's fourteen, uh, is it fourteen point six trillion years old, which has reached us, and it's the wavelength constantly is constantly widening um, as the light keeps traveling. Mm. So by the time it reaches us, it's just it's radio, It's um it's not visible light, it's infrared. I think again, I could be butchering this. Tell me if I'm wrong in the comments. I probably won't read the comments, but you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but um through the cosmic background radiation I don't know I've just seen diagrams of what they th- of you know, this is the universe based on the cosmic background radiation really yeah does it look cool no it's just a bunch <laughs> of little dots in a big in a big circle <laughs> um,
1: um all right so it just know, looks like so, an absurdist aboriginal art painting yeah That's
0: something like that okay. yeah um now <laughs> There's different the types of galaxies. There's elliptical galaxies which are the largest galaxies. There oh there was this one scale, this model scale of light. they put the Milky Way next to the largest galaxy in the universe. It was insane. It was a dot compared to a giant ellipse.
1: And that's just a galaxy. That's
0: just the and the Milky Way has billions and billions, probably trillions of, I don't know if it's trillions. I don't know, a lot of stars. And um so our closest galaxy is Andromeda which is um Bigger than the Milky Way. I think it's about twice as big as the Milky Way. And is this where
1: Alpha Centauri is? No, no, that's no, in no, our no, galaxy. No, no, no. This, yeah. a, oh, this yeah, is in our... Oh, long, long, long yeah, way away. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. um, so I think our galaxy is something like 100 million light years across. And it takes... Uh, it, to do it uh, For the Milky Way to circle around the center, it takes about 200 million years or something. Mm. <laughs> so, and so we're always going around the center of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Andromeda, which is the closest galaxy, I think you can, you can sometimes see it in the night sky. It's, it looks like a star, I think. I don't know. But we're on a collision course, so in another four billion years, Andromeda and Milky Way are going to collide.
1: Yeah, but is that bad?
0: Well, I mean, four billion, uh, whatever humans are by then, who knows. But um, Does it
1: turn into a black hole, or is it just like, they'll no, just be like just, bigger asteroids hitting each other? It'll
0: turn into a larger galaxy. Cool. Called milk that's really? Is that what it. they're going to call it? That's what they're, they're calling, calling
1: it, it now. Yeah. yeah. Four hundred billion years before. Yeah.
0: And then there's a few other galaxies in our local group. There's a large Magellanic cloud, uh, cloud or something like that. There's a few other smaller galaxies in our uh, well, a local group of galaxies, which is galaxies that are all tied gravitationally to each other. Cool. So all these galaxies are continually moving towards each, each other because of gravity. But everything else in the universe is moving away from us because the universe is expanding. So, in a few billion or maybe tens of billions trillions of years the the speed at which the universe is expanding will exceed the the speed of light and um so we won't be able to see anything other than like the um the galaxies in our local group so if humans were alive in whenever that process occurs mm. and it and it and it surpasses the speed of light then we um we just wouldn't know. We wouldn't think there's anything else. out. And look, chances are there's probably something outside of our universe, which, well, there's all sorts of theories. There's a multiverse, and I don't. I don't that's where I don't... Tapping I don't even out. want to think about that. Like, why? There's enough in our I universe. I know, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: What, um, 100 million light years just in the galaxy is not enough for you, is it?
0: <laughs> I think it's that. It might even be more. I don't know.
1: Um, now, the, going back
0: to the James Webb telescope. So... Carl Sagan in the '70s theorized an experiment if there was a telescope powerful enough where what happens first of all, the way that a telescope the telescopes now detect exoplanets is when the planets uh, orbit around their host star because they are blocking out a slight amount of, of the light from their star, the telescope is sensitive to those uh, dips in light mm. and they can they can detect the size of the planet, how close it is to the star, the composition of the planet. It's pretty, it's very impressive technology. Sounds it. We have thousands and thousands of exoplanets that we already know of. And there's a few that are very, very Earth-like that that could harbour life as we know it. So life could have evolved incredibly differently on other planets, you know. We don't know, but um, life as we know it uh, the conditions on some of these exoplanets. They There's one planet that's 80% Earth-like, they say.
1: What does that mean? And
0: so it's, you know, the, the star is very close to our sun. The the planet is in the habitable zone, which means liquid water can exist. So um, it's far aw- enough away from the star that the water doesn't freeze, nor does it evaporate. Um, and... I just think that's really interesting. So they found earth-like planets. So we already know. I mean, there was announced. We don't know what
1: they look like on the planet, right? No, so no, no, no we don't no, no, know no if idea. there's. No, we, we have no idea. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, um, yep. But
0: we can, we can guess the, the, the composition. We can assume they're rocky planets, that mm. they do have water mm. and we sort of know how, uh, how long it would take for it to orbit around its sun. There's certain, certain things we do know. Um, do you know how far away that planet is? Oh, well, there's a few of them that are very earth-like. They're, very far, <laughs> you know, uh, thousands, at least in the hundreds of light years, uh, some probably even in the thousands of light years. I don't think there's any Earth-like planets in the tens of light years. Well, no, Proxima b, so there's a planet actually um, orbiting Proxima Centauri, which is our closest star. And so there, there is a planet. They've found a planet orbiting it called Proxima B. Now, the thing with red dwarfs is the planets are so close because the the sun, is, the star is a lot smaller. The planets are really close. So red dwarfs are not good candidates for life because when the planet is too close to the star, a lot of radiation um, hits the planet and it probably mm. doesn't have an atmosphere. Mm. Um, I, th- I think it might be an actual fact. I think, yeah, those planets don't have atmospheres. And-,
1: and a red dwarf is like a dying sun, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a small sun. It's smaller, just a small sun. But the red a red giant is a dying sun. Right. So our sun is gonna turn into a red giant, they say, in four billion years or something like that. Uh uh-huh. um they don't exactly know when. No, they can sort of <sighs> all this expansive
1: time and distance. Yeah. Why can't yeah. I just be closer?
0: I know, right? <laughs> that's the big that's the big thing. It's just so far. Yeah. You can't do anything. But so it's with really this, cool with to this know. Planet, it is cool to know. It's, but it's, with this... all these Earth-like planets that do exist in our um, uh, in our galaxy,
1: but yeah, like the one that's close to uh Proxima B. Yeah. So they say that it's a good candidate for life. But no, not no, no. A good they don't that.
0: No, they didn't say it's a good candidate for life. It's, oh, a, it's just a rocky planet. It's a rocky planet, and it's in the habitable zone. But because it's a red dwarf, usually um, planets surrounding red dwarfs are not good candidates for life. I mean, they everything's say, got cancer on it. <laughs> you basically, yeah. It'll be life. <laughs> 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 everything has melanomas. Yeah, it's exactly the same. <laughs> but scene. it's still managed to survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with um, planets that go around red dwarfs, they're tidally locked. So, you know, Earth obviously uh, rotates, so we have a day and a night. They don't, mm. they don't rotate. Those planets. So there's one. Red dwarf ones. The ones around red dwarfs. No. So there's one side of the planet that's always daytime, and there's one side of the planet that's always nighttime. So that's also, it's very hard for life. Uh, as we know, again, as we know it, life could have evolved in some sort of different, crazy way on these planets. But life as we know it, it would have been very hard for it to evolve. Now, there's a narrow band um, where the day side <laughs> and the night side that they say could be where um humans could exist because that sort of gets i think that actually might get a day and a night or it just gets like enough sunlight but then also enough darkness it's um right just
1: permanent sweden right down the middle yeah yeah but that
0: would just be uh, you know it's just one sort of if you if you draw a line around the planet basically um would it
1: be warm there
0: I, I don't know. It would depend how far... Well, it's in the habitable zone, so it would be in a certain range of temperature, but I don't know. And I, like I don't like the idea of
1: how. habitable either. And th-
0: when they say habitable, they just I think that just means that uh, liquid water exists. So, you know. Wow, I think... I a like, I'm pretty sure Venus and Mars are also in our habitable zone. So it doesn't really mean Mars. No. It just means that it's probably a rocky planet. Um, now, James Webb tells us what it's going to do, right, is... um. So right now we're we're finding these exoplanets because the planet goes around the sun and and it detects the little um, dips in light. So this next telescope is is much more powerful that it can it the subtle dips in light it can detect, which we can get a better idea about the the chemical composition of the atmosphere of these rocky planets, and life as we know it alters the atmosphere. And they say I read somewhere that they can estimate to like seventy percent degree whether or not whether or not there would have been biological life on this planet, um, which has altered the atmosphere enough to change the the way that the light reflects of the planet towards us. Does that make sense?
1: With our technology. Soon, yeah. Soon-ish technology.
0: Yeah, we'll be able to. De- Again, I could be
1: seventy percent. Isn't great.
0: I don't know if it's seventy percent. Take it away. But like we can, we can definitely detect. Um, we have a better uh, reading of the atmosphere of some of these rocky planets, and so life on Earth has altered the atmosphere on of our planet. Like I mean, we even know that just with you know the, when you talk about climate change, that all that that conversation comes into it. But the way biomass changes the uh, um, the the chemistry of the atmosphere in Earth. And we can detect that on other planets. So we then can, can say... We, we might be able to say, well, there's probably biological life on this planet. Which would I be like pretty epic.
1: That would be very epic. And
0: again, I'm, I'm probably... Um, you know, I'm no Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I'm not... Uh, I don't know the exact um, details and facts surrounding all these telescopes and the, these experiments. But I'm pretty sure... I've got the general gist correct. Um, so that telescope is, is again, it was meant to launch 2018, but um, there's been all sorts. And then Trump also decreased a lot of the funding to NASA. Um, there are some other telescopes that were, have, have, they're all getting delayed. You know, the Euro, the European Space Agency also had these really powerful telescopes that they were going to launch. But yeah, everything's... Yeah, there are other problems the world is facing right now, can't really afford um, to launch, you know, million, million, multi-million dollar telescopes. That See, I can't really imagine voters much. would uh, really uh, appreciate I'd be up that. for it. I would too, but, you know, try telling that to someone who's lost their job because of COVID and... Um, yeah,
1: but this is the whole thing, right? Like they always say, ooh, we don't have the jobs. money, but like, you know, Australia just signed up like a two hundred and seventy billion dollar military contract.
0: Yeah, I know that's the thing. If 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 America actually just spent, you know, like one percent less on their military and put it back into um NASA, we could we could make, you know, leaps and bounds with space exploration over the next decade. But yeah, I mean SpaceX and Virgin Galactic are sort of taking a bit of the lead there with some of their initiatives um but anyway those are the next in the next decade basically uh, some of that stuff could um you know we could actually we may detect biological life on very far distant planets
1: i wonder what the next step is after that
0: yeah because you can't reach it i mean it's we're talking at least hundreds of light years away well, we wouldn't reach we it in. We'd reach. It. So there's uh, there's things. That, well, yeah, wormholes, but that is a very distant technology. If we have um, multi generational ships, so you launch a giant ship that maybe travels at one fifth the speed of light, but then you have different generations. So that whole ship is just a. It's a colony, but you keep procreating aboard the ship. Um, or there's uh, other theories. Imagine like being the, the
1: generations f- in the middle of that. You'd feel very cheated, wouldn't you? Oh, it would
0: suck. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. By the time you get there, they're probably just a bunch of cannibals that mm. wouldn't know what they, mm. they would have lost all their sense <sighs> of science and culture and everything. But Maybe the other like, theory, <sighs> <yeah>. is um, <laughs> this was what I heard. That was really funny. I like this. So with three D printers, um, the technology is is coming about, and you launch like a tiny little craft with some you know sperm and. Eggs, basically. And then when it gets to the planet, then you get the three D printer to just basically incubate these like feature humans. How? And grow them in a um in an artificial womb. Yeah. And then it raises them as though it's their mother. So there'll be like AI <laughs> that somehow I that's... like that idea. That's a good idea. I like <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> Dude, I'll donate my sperm work. to that.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I will too, it's but a like good theory. Um Dude,
0: I mean did... in practice you again like the techno, if if we put enough funding towards that the technology for those sorts of things probably isn't that far off because we're talking about
1: it already exists ai
0: we're talking about um artificial wombs from conception which i don't think exists now but it's reasonable to assume we could um invent something like that within the next century I, i could be i could be wrong um then, uh, but anyway, that's uh, all the things I really like. What else? Oh, a good book to read is um, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, when it comes to dark matter and dark energy, uh, my basic understanding of that is, okay, so from our understanding of gravity, the um, position of certain uh, galaxies and planets don't actually make sense. Um, they shouldn't be gravitationally locked Uh, or basically there's something that isn't adding up in the math. And so there's something called dark matter. There's some other matter there that's um, creating that discrepancy in our observations and measurements. And they don't know what it is, so that's why they call it dark matter. Dark energy is... um, The universe is expanding, but it's expanding at a rate that is faster than otherwise gravity would suggest, or something like... Again, I, I don't know, but basically there's some sort of force that's um accelerating the the expansion of the universe they don't know what that is they call it dark energy um so there's a lot we just clearly clearly don't understand and have just no idea about
1: do scientists think that dark energy and dark matter is evil it
0: is a it is a very evil name isn't it
1: yeah it's extremely evil dark matter dark energy
0: like every like the time, intellectual, I even think intellectual about it. dark web. Something, Ooh, something engaging dangerous. about that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dark energy. Ooh, interesting. I just, I just get visions of um, a sci-fi villain. I will, I will uh, in there. Use all the dark energy in the universe. Oh, create yeah. Create my own civilization.
1: But it's probably something really
0: innocent that we just haven't, we just don't understand yet.
1: Okay, so there's not something in there that's like you know you can access some sort of hell portal or something like that is that, that maybe doesn't exist. not maybe, that we know maybe. of yeah because we don't know potentially who knows who knows <laughs> but the most likely explanation is yes
0: yeah we just there's something else out there or maybe we don't fully understand gravity i don't know um that's, that's is that it well that's the, look that's the million dollar question if you can solve dark matter and dark energy you will you will be the next einstein
1: Right. Okay. So so it is a very 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 big question when it comes yeah. to like uh you know how we understand the universe yeah, and how it functions.
0: Yeah. What is dark matter? What is dark energy? Yeah. There's some. I think there are some theories coming up. Maybe look. I've been. Uh, you know. Maybe we. I I don't you know read into. I don't read journals. Uh, I should. I should read more like astrophysics journals and things. I generally get my. Um, you know, I just watch YouTube videos <laughs> and read uh, that book, Neil deGrasse Time. I've read the, um, the Stephen Hawking book. Um, Brief
1: History of Time.
0: Yeah. How was that? For about 60 to 70% of it, great. But then the chapters after Dark Energy, I was like, I don't know what's happening.
1: Way too far, yeah, was it? Yeah. I suppose, look... You have to go through it as a rite of initiation at some point. Hmm. They say that the trick to that book is reading a page a day.
0: Yeah. Okay, I definitely didn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why,
0: look, astrophysics for people in a hurry was a good starting point. I, I, I really liked that book. Well, um, it seems
1: like it gave you a pretty good grounding. Yeah. It seems like you can explain the basic mechanics.
0: I think um, I read that one first and then um, Brief History of Time expanded on a lot of those concepts. But I had, because I had that rudimentary understanding, it might have made it easier. But again, uh, when it comes to things like string theory, quantum mechanics, um, quarks, quarks, I don't know how you say it, um, all that sort of stuff, you know, I'm I'm really, I'm out of it. I tap out. I got no
1: idea. I think this is just to the point that you can't, maybe you just can't explain it to the layman. I mean, look. That, I'd, Yeah. I just came back from, uh, you know, Griffith and someone was trying to explain to me how the Murray Darling operates. And we're just talking about a river.
0: Hmm.
1: He might as well have been talking to me about astrophysics. And he might wow. as well have been saying it in Japanese. Like, yeah. it's just, dude, when, when you get into science, unless you're like very trained in that discipline... Yeah. You don't know what the fuck
0: you're talking and I, about. And I fully admit that I am one of those people. All I'm trying to we do is... We all this, are. Yeah, There's 100%. like three
1: people that aren't. All I'm trying to do with this podcast
0: is, you know, engage the listeners to maybe read more about it. And and it's a good move to do. Because it's an interesting topic. And I think it's something that um, we should look into a little bit because it is, the, it is the future. It's not the near future, but the long-term future is space. Although there could be an apocalypse the next century is vital what we do in the next century as humans will will determine a lot i think
1: mm. that doesn't give me a lot of hope yeah but on point. top of that like man if these things like if the if the most you know questionably habitable planet would take us a thousand years to travel to if it's like a couple of 100 light years away
0: well they they say uh those are just the Earth-like planets, but you could, if we have the technology, we could live on you know, the moons of Jupiter, we could live on Mars, we could live on the moon. If, if, there's talk about um, sky cities in Venus because on Venus, at a certain point in their atmosphere, the um, pressure is the same as Earth. And they are, and I think Venus still has an atmosphere, which means it's um, the radiation, does, whereas Mars doesn't have an atmosphere, so the radiation is, is really dangerous. Mars, yeah.
1: So that's a big why are they trying so desperately to make that place habitable? Well, because it's so just it's just a, like a giant Chernobyl.
0: It's a big dick swing. It's like,
1: look, no other species has.
0: <laughs> well, what, what, just go
1: to Venus. Like the scientists in the fifties were right.
0: Well, they're they're they they are they are looking into that as a as a
1: potential
0: um, possibility.
1: It's just if you fall, you fall into a volcano.
0: I think yeah. There's other there's other things that. <laughs> that come into play with Venus.
1: Um, but also, this is the other it's thing. really is. hot, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they say
0: Venus was actually a lot like... No, I think Mars... They say, you know, billions of years ago, Mars actually looked a lot like Earth. They, they, that they were, you know, oceans. They don't know if there was... Um, yeah, they don't know yet if there's any life, but there were oceans and there was an atmosphere. Whereas Earth didn't have that. Earth was just a giant volcano. But then um, I don't know the exact process, but something happens, and it the changed.
1: atmosphere, the atmosphere disintegrated? Mars,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, something happened, and then Venus uh, is suffering from a runaway greenhouse effect. So if so, if we actually keep, um, if if you know, if the if humans keep altering the chemical composition of our atmosphere, then in hundreds thousands millions of years, Earth would look like Venus, basically. That's what will happen.
1: What's a runaway greenhouse effect? So, uh,
0: look, again, I don't know the exact um, physics behind this, but it's when... It's kind of like... Even the climate scientists talk about this, right? It's when the um, constant increase of um, carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases into the atmosphere has an exponential effect because as there's more, more heat gets trapped into the atmosphere... So then uh, it just becomes hotter, more w- water is, uh, you know, water vapor is evaporated. And then it's like, like, look, it's just a compounding effect. Again, someone in the comments explains properly. But basically, it sets off this um this kind of chain of events where the planet... So what happens with Earth that it usually naturally corrects itself. It goes through cycles. But they're, you know, 10,000, 20,000 years long. Whereas right now, because humans are um, altering the atmosphere... Uh, quite substantially. We're doing it very quickly to the point where we could get... We could get to a point where Earth would not have a hope of correcting itself. Mm. And then so it would just keep... Uh, the 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 greenhouse effect would just keep compounding on itself um, and we would look like Venus. Again, I... Okay. Fully acknowledge that I'm not a scientist at all.
1: Um,
0: look it up. Just look up... Look up the greenhouse, uh, runaway greenhouse effect.
1: Uh-huh. But man, that sounds about right. Look, it just sounds like it's like compound interest, but not good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, basically <laughs> compound carbon.
1: Compound carbon.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's space. It's my space talk.
1: Thank you for it. You're welcome. It was very interesting, Neil. And I
0: sort of bumbled my way through that. Part. No, and I'm actually really know. glad that you did it. Most of the concepts. No, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Because I don't think that I ever click on those YouTube channels unless I was stoned. And so I'm glad that you yeah. Just like I was kind of forced to listen to it. Then I was just like mad. Yeah. Well, this is really cool. All I want to do is just uh, hopefully
0: encourage some of the listeners to look at the actual people who are uh, you know, actual scientists and authoritative voices on um, astrophysics and, and space. Neil deGrasse Tyson has a, has a podcast. Uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel, PBS Space Time. I like that one. It's fun. Event Horizon is uh, another YouTube channel. Uh, there's a guy Boar. called Fraser Cain. He's great. So um, I would just encourage people to get more interested in, in um, astrophysics and space. And I say that as a comedian who has an interest in it but is not an expert on it at all. Because I think it's really... It's really interesting, and, and look, it's, it's almost escapism. Even though it's reality, it's escapism from the uh, horrific tribalism that we're seeing today.
1: It definitely does do that. When you think about something that's just like, you know, well, imagine if you're the grain of Schult, right? Okay, show. The next grain of Schult, uh is in New Zealand. Like, it, does, it yep. does make you feel very, very, very small. It's humbling. Very, it's because you're nothing on that grain of salt. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's exactly it.
0: That's exactly. It. <laughs> In the vast expanse of time, where an atom,
1: well, it's really weird that, like, yeah, oh. it's just like it's basically. it oh, that got deep, bro. It does. It does get deep, dude. Because oh the only people that care about it is just like astrophysicists and hippies. They're the only mm. people that think like that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, what a what a weird uh, coalition. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> these incredibly rational scientific minds and the total opposite
1: it's pretty much what i was, copying too. It was just be like yeah and we figured out that dark matter is the black dot on the yin and yang symbol. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: it all right well um we'll uh, we'll end this one there thank you thank you guys for listening thank you and we'll see you next time get learning that's it
1: all right